0: This is the Launch and Scale podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Hello, we are about to get into the busiest time of year, which is Q4. And this has a lot of brands looking for opportunities to launch their product. And I saw this as a really good opportunity to do a follow-up to my big, I'm leaving Kickstarter that I recorded about eight months ago, back in November of 2021. This video is a follow-up to see how the market has changed and really to answer the question, is Kickstarter a opportunity for you today? So let's get into it. I'm going live to reveal a bit of an update today. Um, If you are looking at actually re-watching or watching that I'm leaving Kickstarter for the first time, you can check out the link here and go through that. But today I want to kind of go through a few things that may have changed and also to clarify a few misconceptions that have come up out of that video. So the very first thing I wanna look at is the opportunity of Kickstarter. So as a summary to the I'm leaving Kickstarter part one, I looked at how Kickstarter over the last 13, 14 years has really gone from the number one product launch engine online to being very oversaturated, very expensive, and really not a good opportunity for most brands. So I want to talk about why that happened, but actually how that's opened up a new opportunity and to clarify how you should know when Kickstarter will be a good move for your e-commerce brand. So the first thing I want to look at, actually, I'm going to pull up my desktop and talk about how this concept of marketers ruin most platforms. Now I got this from um, this really presentation from a mentor of mine, Rachel Peterson. So shout out to you um, in her upcoming book, Unfilled. She talks about this concept of zig when everyone else zags. So I want to talk about the concept that uh, happens to every tech company, really every marketing platform, every social media platform on the planet. So number one, let's go to my desktop. So what you're going to see, so what you're going to see here is a few things we have. And if this diagram is familiar to you, xnay on the chicken scratches. But where we see most people when new startup tech comes in or new platforms come in is that there's an opportunity down here where you get this group called early adopters that are really the first to jump on a new idea. And early adopters, when it comes to launching um, your product on Kickstarter, Kickstarter is their customers, their backers are early adopters. But in this case, we're going to talk about. Um, Kickstarter in terms of how it's been used by brands online or at new startups. So when Kickstarter uh, first got started uh, back in 2008, I believe it was, you had a bunch of newer brands down here, really these like early adopters. Okay. So the early adopters came in, which was great. Early adopt. Bonus points if you can read that. And what happens with the early adopters is that this happens before the platform really becomes popular, and this is a really good opportunity to get in early. And what you're gonna see happen when a platform starts to catch on in significance, in popularity, in what it can do as a funding vehicle, you're going to see that at some point over the lifetime of Kickstarter, we hit this inflection curve at some point here, is when marketers ruin everything. So we're going to talk about that in a second. So this inflection point, really the the juicy spot or the right time to get in on a platform is when it is not mature. It's still really developing and evolving. And so the time to do a Kickstarter campaign was before marketers came in and ruined it. So at this point, I would say this is about the inflection point of 2016. So. About eight years at its peak, um, Kickstarter was starting to become the go-to funding platform for brands to go and get inventory financed, grow their audience, and that's when it was really affordable to grow your waitlist, really affordable to do a launch and actually um, you know, walk out on the, the other end of kick, your Kickstarter launch in a good-ish position. But what ended up happening is because the market at around 2016, 2017, understood how great of an opportunity Kickstarter was, this caused a lot of brands, a lot of startups, a lot of people to come on and start using the platform to launch e-commerce products. So at this point where prior to 2016, so in 2008, 2009, when Kickstarter was really just getting started, that was kind of their golden era. And what happens in 2016 is that we start to see this taper off. This is the point where uh, this was the reason I went through my whole I'm leaving Kickstarter video because I felt that at this point the market had made Kickstarter oversaturated. And what that means is that if there's too much competition on a website to launch a product, A lot of competition means it's harder to stand out, it means it's more expensive to stand out, and the whole reason brands and new startups would go to Kickstarter would be to get funding that they badly needed to get their startup costs covered. But now if you need, as an entry point, 20K to go into a Kickstarter launch to be successful, that really doesn't make a good value proposition anymore. It's very similar to what we're seeing with Facebook ads right now, where uh, Meta has come in and they they went through this inflection point where it was so easy five, six years ago to put a product, sell it uh, through Facebook, and make like really three, four, five ROAS on that. But now, because of the oversaturation of marketers coming in, because of too many advertisers advertising, uh, it means that, and a few other things, but obviously iOS and other factors coming in, but that has made Facebook go from really inexpensive and a good profitable uh, marketplace to go in and become something that is really expensive and you're not getting the great performance as we used to a few years ago. So what does this mean? There's a critical point, and so the one I'm, what I'm covering today in this video is like, what happens after that inflection point? What happens when things taper off? Does this mean Kickstarter is dead as a platform? Does that mean there's no opportunity in Kickstarter? Actually, I don't, and I wanna talk about how to be the 1% that actually starts to see success in things that have started to become oversaturated. So in this inflection point between 2006 and today with here, we have this, this critical tipping point of the company where now not only um, do brands have a lot of different options for crowdfunding sites or, ta- or startup um, capital investment or, or things like that, but when we have this conversation where the market thinks that Kickstarter may not be a viable launch platform anymore, that is the opportunity where people start to talk about Kickstarter maybe not being the right avenue for them. All of a sudden, what that means is that's taken the conversation from before inflection before this, to oh, you gotta do Kickstarter, everyone's gotta do Kickstarter, to this other point where a lot of marketers, a lot of e commerce brands are now kind of scared to do Kickstarter because it's become so oversaturated, which means that there's this tipping point of, well, when everyone's talking about maybe don't do Kickstarter. What that means for you is there is now an opportunity being created within the next 12 to 18 months of actually going the other direction. It's very similar to, in just a different context, what Warren Buffett did to get rich. He, when the market freaked out and sold everything, he saw that as an opportunity to buy everything and sit on that and wait until the market conditions have changed. So there is something to be said about actually going against herd mentality to paying attention to where the conversation is in the market. And if the conversation in the market is Kickstarter is too saturated and meaning people shouldn't do it, guess what? It means you should actually reconsider going to Kickstarter. There is a a part two to this, but it's going to be really interesting to see see how Kickstarter adapts to this because they've really hit their prime. And now there's going to be a really good opportunity created on their platform because there are just less products starting to launch on Kickstarter. And that means there's a really good opportunity for some people, some brands to come in and capitalize on that. All right, so what is the second point to this? So the second point to this is that my first video, part one, has created a lot of questions about who should do Kickstarter. So when I went into that video saying, I'm leaving Kickstarter, that was definitely a clickbait title, so ha, <laughs> gotcha. Um, no, but for real, um, what that meant was I saw at that point there was, and I stand by everything I said in that video, which you can see again here. But the opportunity that has been created is that less people right now, until we start to see over the next 12 to 24 months moving into 2023, how Kickstarter is going to counter the changes to e-commerce and just online spending habits in general. But, as it is still a really good funding vehicle, there are a few kinds of people and brands that should still use Kickstarter. And I wanna use this video to clarify what that is. So in my part one, I said that the people who should not do Kickstarter are beginner startups that are literally risking their inventory money on trying to build up marketing to do a Kickstarter campaign right. So you should not go to Kickstarter if you don't have any backup funding plans. The alternative to that is to run a pre-sell campaign and you could pre-sell um, on your website. So if you want to learn a little more about that, check out this video here or a few resources below. But the other thing to know is that people who should do Kickstarter are going to be existing brands. Let me say that again. People who should do Kickstarter are existing brands. An existing brand is a company that has already successfully launched a couple of products, maybe one product. You've been building an audience that you've nurtured, so you've already spent a few months or a couple years building up your social media presence, building up a bit of a community, building up an email list. So you already have an audience of people you can launch your product to. And that is when you already come in with an existing audience, not only are you going to have a better sense of what your audience wants and what the market wants, as in you're just gonna launch better products, um, you already have supply chain figured out, which puts you massively ahead of most people that have done Kickstarter in the past. Um, and you already have an audience. And already having an audience means that you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars building up a wait list from zero. Which means that your ability to have a more viable product launch that comes out with profit on the other end, um, covering your inventory and actually getting product into customers' hands is going to be so much faster. So let me repeat that. If you are a beginner brand, you should absolutely reconsider Kickstarter. If you do not have um, angel funding or um, a bit of funding as a backup to do a big marketing campaign, you're likely not going to be happy with the yield and what your Kickstarter does. So if you're an existing brand, definitely a good opportunity to look at Kickstarter. But the last thing to know is how, if you do know that you want to use Kickstarter, Um, you'd want to look and see if there has been a positive track record on Kickstarter for other uh, similar products that have been launched and how they did. So what you could do is go to kickstarter.com. Let me go to my desktop again. So what you could do is go to kickstarter.com and you can search by category. So depending on the kind of product you have, what you can do is go to kickstarter.com slash discover and you can use their amazing filter to show you all categories and what's been launched okay so if you have a design project or fashion let's go to fashion um, you have a fashion project that has been um, sorted by popularity what you can do is actually go through and see if there has been any um, similar products to yours that were successfully funded also if they weren't take a look at maybe what could have happened there Um, So that's one way to do it. Or you can Google, literally go to google.com. And if you are um, launching Yoga Pants, uh, you could do Yoga Pants Kickstarter. And Kickstarter keeps a public record of all campaigns ever launched on their platform. So there is going to be a really great use in Googling your product to see what has come out, And you want to get past the ad section, but actually go into... um, the Kickstarter, Max Cooling Peppermint Feel Yoga. Okay, awesome, and you can go through some of these to see if your product has a good track record on this. And if you don't have an exact match, that's okay. If you are launching something that's never been done before, like at the time it would have been a portable electric guitar amplifier, At the time when we launched Jamstack, there was nothing else on the market for it. So what you can do in that case is you can see if guitar products or guitar accessories have been served well on Kickstarter. And if so, that's a very good indication that you should use Kickstarter. Outside of that, I am hosting a intensive for brands that want to learn how to use Kickstarter for their next product launch. We're going to actually break it down. It's a free intensive where over the course of three hours, I'm going to break down how you can map out your product launch, what goes into it and help you answer the question if Kickstarter will be the right fit for you. So to uh, sign up for that, be sure to check out some of my links below. And apart from that, I look forward to seeing you in the Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device and for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co and we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten. My name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode.